Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. I got there. Do you need me to stop? No, it's okay. I did it. Okay, that's good because I can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> was, that the, was that the auditory version of the Diddy Dance? Correct. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. You got to do like the, the shimmy shit. <laughs> <laughs> the audible shimmy? Yes. <laughs> Put it on the list. It's a- <laughs> Hi. Hi, it's What If. I'm Spencer. That's Ryan. We're here Bro. with your weekly audible shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the audible shimmy. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Hi, everybody. What's happening with you, bud? Oh, man. I'm great. <laughs> that didn't sound terribly convincing. No, it's true. I am. I just my brain's a little fried. Been uh, mm. been doing a lot of mental juggling. Um, but I'm oh. okay. I'm doing all right. Sick. Yeah, bud. Oh man, you're drinking a Miller Lite right now, which I just saw enter the frame. I'm, I'm still of- working my way through the three <laughs> gallons I ordered a couple weeks ago. That's right. I forgot you said that you had many arrive at your house. And it totally reminded me of, uh, did you, are you watching The Last Dance on ESPN? No, okay. I'm not. Well, I highly recommend it because I find it very interesting and it's extremely well done. And the episode- That's the Michael Jordan thing, right? Yeah, the Michael Jordan documentary, for those who are unaware, that follows like basically the Jordan's rise and then the, the 90s bulls, but primarily the 97, 98 season. And uh, and episode three is all about Dennis Rodman. And I did not realize how many times Dennis Rodman was just on camera walking from point A to point B and also carrying a Miller Lite because there are there are 100 percent clips of him just like in street clothes walking into the stadium before a game and he is carrying a can of Miller Lite <laughs> and with like slightly re- different reporters all around him just like I wouldn't recommend walking into work with an open one that's not probably the move but there's a clip of him walking through a parking lot in Las Vegas on a TV camera finishing a Miller Lite before he gets on his motorcycle it's just well, unbelievable he's drinking Miller Lights all over the place <laughs> I'm sure that's like one of the more responsible things he did in Vegas, honestly. Drinking Miller Lights in public? Yeah, well, I mean, it's legal to drink in public there, and if you're under the legal limit yeah, still, you, you can hop on your motorbike. It's true, it's true. It's just Maybe funny. Maybe not to... the smartest thing in the world, but I'm sure it wasn't the dumbest thing he did. It's just fun to watch him like have a Miller Lite in tow in multiple different situations in his life. <laughs> It's a very versatile brew, Ryan. It's a versatile brew. It's a good walking beer. I like that. This this episode is not brought to you by Miller Lite. But... It's most definitely not. It's most <laughs> definitely not. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Just 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 a little brain fry today. But I'm I'm uh, I'm rocking and rolling, rocking and a reeling, Barbara Ann. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Sick. I don't know if I can uh, describe myself in Beach Boys lyrics, but. But you could um, try. But you could try. <laughs> I'm just saying you could try. Ryan, look, don't talk. There we go. Put your head on my shoulder. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, I, I can only put my head on your digital shoulder because, uh, you know. 
I, I did. Did you notice in our uh, our little friend top ten albums Zoom call on Sunday night that it looked like two of our buds they were in very similarly colored rooms, both wearing white shirts, and it if they moved in like the right way, they looked like one two headed person. No, this is great podcast content. Absolutely, don't did know not. why I decided to bring that up. <laughs> absolutely, did not. Mm. Um, you I know, this is a thing where if we edited this show, I would take that out, but we don't. So, <laughs> so onward. Uh, good podcast content would be though. Uh, Spenny and I put together our top ten albums of all time. Uh, and we'll share those lists over on the Facebook group, Patreon. I don't know. We should put it somewhere so people can see what we like and tell us what they like. Yeah. And like, uh, it was a specific, very specific version of top 10 albums. It was more like, uh, per most, most personally influential albums, I guess maybe is a way to put it. Yeah. Personally important. Maybe not necessarily the thing you've listened to the most, but like important albums it's a fun exercise do it with your friends have everybody create a slide deck of your your 10 favorite albums and then present them to each other over drinks or whatever you do on the internet together ryan you only had one um one white guy reggae band on your list i was proud of you i still i like i get that they have (laughs) reggae in them but they're not like a reggae band I had never heard of him until you brought it up, and then I listened to that album today. It's, I mean, it's it's a white guy reggae band, but that's okay. There, are, but there are multiple songs in there that are not reggae, though. That's the hard part. Like they have like some surfy reggae like uh, influences, but did you listen to the so whole? So when thing? I said I no, so when I said I listened to that album, I heard the first song, and it was white guy reggae, so I turned it off. Okay, they're an Australian surf rock <laughs> band that one hundred percent Australian has- reggae. Oh shit, bud. That 100% oh, has boy. reggae influences, but if you listen to the whole album, there are many songs on there that are not reggae-esque at all. They're like surf rock. Mm. Just well, saying. You know, just saying. Nothing nothing uh nothing makes me like reggae music more than when it's only done in passing by white people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you uh you should just be grateful that I didn't put Sublime <laughs> on there just to fuck your day up, you know? Well, well. Anyway, uh, before we start talking about how it's it's raining motherfuckers, what's what's bringing you joy this week? It's raining motherfuckers. Um, oh, boy. Feels like these are getting closer and closer together, and I'm not sure how that's <laughs> happening. Uh, but they are. Um... Ooh, I got one. You know what brought me joy this week? The Pentagon what? acknowledging that they are exploring unidentified aerial phenomena. We're going to talk about it on the Patreon the, this week. Are we? It's the same three fucking videos that have been on the internet I, for 10 years. That's not the point. We're going to talk about it on the Patreon this week. We won't get into Ugh. it right now. Ugh. The point is not the videos. The point is is when has there been an active administration that has acknowledged the legitimacy of something that they have documented? Has that ever happened? Everything we know is via leak. Well, I I didn't read any of what happened today. All right. Can you give me a quick summary? Um, yeah, I mean, essentially the Pentagon felt like they had their hand forced and had to say, yes, the videos are real. 
Yes, we took them. Yes, we looked into this. Yes, we confirm that as of today, we believe these to be unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay. So that, that I mean, yes, the videos themselves are not new. I think that's what a lot of people are doing on the internet right now is being like, didn't we already see this bullshit? Why are we talking about this again? But the, the videos themselves are not what's important. What's important is that there is an active administration that's participating in the conversation and acknowledging that that it's that a that like essentially they're UFOs and they're looking into them and they don't know what they are because they've never really done that before. We've we've gotten that through Project Blue Book. We've gotten that through other places, but they've never been like publicly willing to have that conversation. And they sort of just opened like what I believe is going to be a not a Pandora's box, but like it's going to be. If they're willing to talk about this, I don't know. It interests me to see what they're willing to talk, acknowledge. Talk about forward. it how, though? Like, I mean, with tons of distance and like, caveats. Those are not fake videos. Like, with tons of distance and caveats. I haven't read the whole spokesperson statement, but essentially they're, you know, they're saying like, hey, this, this shit did happen. These are not fake. But we what, did take what what happened? We took a video of something, and we either don't know what it is, or we're not going to tell you what it is. Uh, we and we and we still don't know what they are. We we are looking into what they are, and we don't know what they are. I guess for me, it's like we already knew that the videos existed because they've existed, um, and the people who took them have said like I took them, so they. It, I don't think too many people thought they were fake. Sure, I didn't. And then, but there's a legitimacy. If they, if they are something secretive, either yours or otherwise, you're not going to tell us. And they're obviously not something normal because we would be able to recognize what they were on the on the video. Sure. So to me, it it doesn't. Again, having not read the statement, what you're describing sounds like um, them just acknowledging that those videos are out there. But really, like, there's no new information there, right? What they have not released any new information related to the videos themselves. There is confirmation now, though, that they were seen on radar. They were seen on uh, onboard cameras from a separate location, and there is eyewitness as well. So there's like three sources of seeing these things actually, like, as real objects. None of that's new, though. Uh, no, but again, the it's not new in that, like, if you have read the New York Times articles or you have, like, watched the History Channel stuff, that's not new to you. What's new is those statements being legitimized by the Pentagon. The Pentagon spokespeople are yeah. saying those things, yes, we agree that they were seen in three different locations. We still do not know what they are. That that is what is new. So, I, like, I agree with yeah, you. It's yeah. it's it's it just, not a story in that there's new data being added to it. It is a story in that the Pentagon is legitimizing this story for the first time. It just seems to me like they're um, they weren't given a lot of choice because the alternative or the alternatives are either not saying anything. Yep. Or if you say. Anything other than what a bunch of your or several of your pilots have said, then you're essentially saying 
um, our highest ranking pilots don't know what the fuck they're doing or how to use their instruments. Sure. So it still seems very possible to me that um, either A, they do know what those things are and why would they tell us? It's much easier to make a statement saying like, uh, if if it's something they're working on, they're not going to tell us. If it's something from another country, they're not going to tell us. Yep. And if we don't know what it is, they're just saying, yeah, we also don't know what it is, which like is not, I mean, I, I guess that's something, but it doesn't feel like it's moving the, uh, the conversation forward at all to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess like I, for me, the le- the legitimizing of it by the Pentagon does move the conversation forward in the way that I think like other people in authoritative positions will feel potentially emboldened to be able to have conversations about it because they're not restrained by the idea that these are misconceptions or these are edited or they're faked entirely or they're a I mean, total scam that- made up to make money or whatever but that, like, that's never been the government's stance like they've, they've had full-on task forces and out in the field investigating this stuff over the years but it's they've never, never it's never been like a flat none of this is anything and you're all crazy but they've never said that publicly they've never come out mean? and they've never come out and proactively told us they're looking into this shit we sure know when Blue Book was not secretive. The Condon Report was not secretive. The What do you mean Blue Book wasn't secretive? We only know about Project Blue Book existing because of leaked documents that cite Project Blue Book. Like they were going out and interviewing people who had made UFO reports. I understand, but that is a different level of pursuit of knowledge. And they contracted distrib- a public university to research it. I know, but I'm saying that's different than them putting out a literal press release. I mean, doing they, well. go, going through those activities, going and interviewing people, contracting those people. We don't know if there was if there was like, you know, uh, there was rules around those contracts that they weren't able to they weren't able to communicate about that stuff. We just know about that now because it's because it's in the past and because we have documents to confirm it. But the Pentagon wasn't saying, hello, we have created a thing. It is called Project Blue Book and we will be investigating UFOs. If you come if we come I mean, talk to you, that's what the that's what the Condon Committee was. Is exactly what you're describing. In the, the 60s. Co- I don't know what the continent con- con- continent continent committee. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Condon, C O N D O N. Who's that? Um, that was when the Air Force in, from '66 to '68 contracted with the University of Colorado to investigate UFOs. But was that was that? public knowledge because people talked about it or is it public knowledge because the Pentagon released a statement that they were going after it? They published a fucking book. (laughs) Who, who did they, the, I guess, I don't know who funded it, but like they wrote a report and published a book called the scientific study of unidentified flying objects. I, yeah, I'm just like I, I understand that it's nuanced, but there's a difference between, to me, there's a difference between the stuff that you're saying, and there being like 
literal downloadable MP4s and WMVs on like the Navy FOIA website of these things existing. Do, How, do, you, get, do you get what I'm saying? No. We can also agree to disagree and talk about Mothman. I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, publishing a book through the, the fucking New York Times is not secretive. It's not. That's about as public as you could get in the 60s. I don't think it's necessarily about it being entirely secretive. Like we're hiding this as much as it is like owning it, like really owning it in and saying this is a thing. We acknowledge it's a thing. We're not sure about the thing i don't know i don't have all the it just I don't seems have all like the a, a big a big jump to then like making any conclusions about what it is i'm i don't all they're, I'm not, all they're I'm saying not, is that we took video of a thing that we can't identify i'm not right? making yeah i'm not making those statements and i don't think they are either i think what's interesting to me though is like how how often has the military acknowledged that they are publicly acknowledge that they are engaged with unidentified flying objects <laughs> like there and are my, th and and my answer is since since the 60s and i'm not sure why <laughs> you think that's wrong are are they because i think there's a difference there's a slight nuanced difference between we are looking into this and yes this is a real thing that happened, and here's the video evidence we took of it happening. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between the Connor report saying, we have heard reports from pilots that this is a thing that's happening, and we're going to set up a group of people to go look into this thing. There's a significant difference, in my opinion, in that happening, and them saying, no, it is a thing that's happened. We verify that is a thing that it is a thing that has happened, but then, and we have video evidence to show you that it has happened. Evidence of what, though? That's I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like you're setting of this up like, an identified like flying saying, object of an of an identified flying object, but only only I think you should specify, or we should specify, only in the like most literal version of UFO. In that, correct? Yeah, I'm not saying this is these are aliens. I'm saying they are they are fully acknowledging that their pilots have experienced unidentified flying objects that defy logic, reason, and science, and they have video evidence of it, and they are distributing that evidence of those things via a .mil website. That, to me, is significantly different than we are hearing reports of this from multiple people, and we are setting up a committee to go investigate whether these are real. Yeah, and I guess I'm saying the 60s equivalent of... of putting the videos on a website is publishing a book with the reports because a website with videos wasn't an option in the sixties. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think the concept is essentially the same. Yeah, maybe, but I think this, this lens, this lens significantly additional legitimacy because video is better than we interviewed a Legit bunch of people. I have a hard time. Like what legitimacy to what? No one is claiming to know what it is. Legitimacy that it happens because people, People don't believe many people that write what, that what happened that their pilots saw a dot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that on radar on infrared camera and via eyesight, they have three different sources that confirmed that there was a flying object that defied science and logic and reason. 
No, they're not saying any of those things. That's what I'm getting at. Like you are you putting mean? that onto it. They're they're not saying this thing defied science, logic, and reason. Did their did their statement say that? Um. Unless the statement today said that, no one is no one is saying that. They they didn't say that. They said that the footage is real. Yeah, because it came out on other planes. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the big deal? <laughs> I'm just I feel like I'm unless that statement says something crazy, like it we're we're no farther along than we were when these videos got leaked years ago. Yeah, word. And and I that's we can we can for sure agree to disagree. Cause they're 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 participating in the conversation in a way that they haven't participated in the conversation before. They they created their own evidence and have acknowledged that the evidence they have is real. That there are there is such a thing as UFOs. Writing a book That's such a misleading way of saying that though. That, that you're you're saying so? that what, you could say that it as we have footage from one of our planes of something that we can't identify. Yep. Saying that's a, that's a UFO. we have evidence that UFOs are real is a very different, implies something very different. It's a it, why it is a UFO, and they are confirming that they filmed a because UFO. when people say UFO, they they think aliens and spaceships. That's fine. I'm I'm speaking of it in the terms that we already agreed upon, which is by definition, it is an ident- unidentified flying object. Yeah. I'm just saying writing a book where you interviewed pilots and putting videos you took on like on actual Navy planes on your website is different. They're different. They're they're different. Yes, they're different because like decades of technology has changed, but they're different. And you think that implies a fundamental change in how they're approaching the topic? I think it could potentially signal a fundamental change in how they're approaching the topic. They didn't have to do this. No, their hand wasn't actually forced. They could have proceeded and never acknowledged that they were real. There's no, there's, there's, there was no benefit or like, or, or punishment for them, for them doing it. They could have just. They could have just been like, yeah, that shit got leaked and shit gets leaked all the time and it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't help anything. We're just not going to acknowledge that it exists. Yeah. I mean, I think your only alternative is to never comment on it, which they do about thousands of things all the time. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm not saying it does or will. I'm saying I think their willingness to at least like at a bare minimum acknowledge it and say, yeah, those are videos. And yeah, we took them. And here here are the links on the website and you can go watch them. And any press organ in the country can go watch these and say, we as a military institution validate that these are real. You can go report on them now. Because you're not relying on Tom DeLonge's fucking dumbass to like to go, well, maybe these are real or maybe they're not or maybe they're spoofed or maybe they only cut out a certain I mean, part. Like that was another big part of it was was that people were saying, did the guys that leaked them cut them 
so that they looked like something they weren't. And part of this is them saying here, they literally uploaded to their dot, the Navy.mil site. Here are the full unedited clips of this video. So they're, 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 they're going, there wasn't a conversation after the fact where they were like, Oh, never mind, It's just a blah, blah, blah. Or never mind, It's just a dot on the screen or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, like I'm not saying it's proving anything. I'm just saying their willingness to say, yeah, we took them here. They are go look at them run them by whoever you want to. We're legitimizing the fact that these videos are real. That is a that is a shift in how the conversation is had. There were so many people, I guarantee you, there were so many press orgs that were like, we're not touching it with a 10-foot pole because it came from fucking what are you Tom. Talking about? I got first reported in the New York Times. I know, but that doesn't mean that there doesn't mean that there were people who weren't like we're not willing to have that conversation until there's some sort of validation. It was on every publication you can imagine when, when it first came out to, to the, uh, yes, there was, I remember it, but I'm saying there are people who probably weren't willing to go extra degrees or pursue it further or give when, when more evidence is verified and authenticated by certain organizations, people then get given more budget and resources to go pursue things because there is an actual story there. I'm sure that those stories were shortened because they're like, well, we can only verify it to a certain degree. We can only talk to these pilots. We only have what we know from fucking Tom DeLong's crazy ass. So we'll talk about it, but we'll only talk that's about it to a certain true. extent. What do you mean that's not true? It happens all the time. I'm saying in this instance, what you're saying didn't happen. The what opposite didn't happen? happened. The New York Times ran three articles about it, and they were multiple pages, and every other paper in the world covered it. And those videos and have been on every website and on TV, and Fravor has been out here doing tons of interviews. And oh my God, all of those organizations are continuing to put out information about it today because it's been legitimized by the Department of Defense. Yeah, so that's saying, exactly you just what said it, that they wouldn't have run with it if it wasn't legitimized. And that's uh, no, like, that's totally not what false. I said. You're not listening to me. What I said was they would talk. They would have talked about it more, which is exactly why now that this has happened, they are talking about it more. Okay. Why do you think it's hitting the news? Well, why are they talking about it? If if all of these if all of these news organizations <laughs> right, don't think a, that there's an, an additional, question. no, it's not. They, they've, if you, if there's been not, talking no, no, about no, no, no. For, if there's for not a degree two of years now, if there's you're not acting an like additional, it just showed up today because it it's on the there, Navy website now. This if, has been the news for over a year. If there is not an additional degree of legitimacy or intrigue lended to this story by what has happened with the Department of Defense, why is it back on every single front page of all of the organizations you just talked about? Well, that's a very different question than what you you said a, a second ago. People wouldn't have covered it if it was not verified by the government. No, nope. absolutely not. not that's happen. 100% not what I this said. This episode sucks. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> that's 100% this not been, what I said. Great. This episode is awful. Can we talk about something else? I want everyone else to weigh in on this information. Hit up the Facebook group. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yes, we can talk about something else. Great. It's raining motherfuckers. It's raining motherfuckers. Do we have sounds? Um, no. You, Damn. you can do a pretty good J-Rock, though, I bet. Scoop, 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 scoop. That's my J-Rock DJing impression. Nailed it. Scoop. Uh, all right. Flying people. Flying We're people. shift from flying objects to flying people. 
Maybe they're the same thing, bro. That's what we should have just... That, that was the segue. There, it's the same it thing. It may have been a sentient Tic Tac. Moth, Mothman out here fucking with naval air carriers, bro. <laughs> I want to cut the whole first 20 minutes of this episode. <laughs> it was a good conversation. Uh, Look, it's, it, was a it's, it was a terrible conversation. It's a good conversation. It's, wor- it's obviously back in the news. It's worthy of debate. Sure. Um, do you want to start with Ryan? Yes, sir. Balloons? Well, I so like we start with balloons. Covered... <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I nailed uh, it. We, we've covered Mothman of Virginia 19, what was that? 60s Virginia fame? 68, I believe, was the first one. Yeah, something like that. Um, do, do we need to do like a quick uh, re- revamp of that? I don't know. Um, people saw a big human like moth like bird like flying thing in virginia true over the course of uh a couple weeks i think yeah and it was like a three week period some people also saw ufo's and other weird shit happening um some men in black type stuff and then a bridge collapsed and a lot of people died true that's the portending by the way portend Portend is like uh, premonition shit, and that was the Mothman thing in West Virginia. That like the I, scene I thought it of was port- I thought it was portent in the article though. That that was the issue we had. I think they spelt it wrong though. That makes and, sense. Though. And it is portending, and portending is like premonition level shit, like like signifying something bad to come. That was a word I was familiar with. Portent was a new one for me. But yeah, maybe it's not a real word. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, NPR. Damn you. Uh, okay. So there's that. And then there is a more recent, like, 2016 and on Chicago version of that. Yes. And then there are other just, like, straight up human beings flying. And then there's <laughs> some stuff in between. Straight so up humans I, flying. So I guess maybe let's start with the Chicago mothman flap of uh the late 2010s i dig okay um a lot of these were compiled reported on by uh our bud lon strickland very strong at his website phantoms and monsters and he has a section of his website that is called Chicago and Regional Winged Humanoid Slash Flying Entity Sightings and Encounters. Whoa. I'm Can sorry, you do that Ra- one more time? I always, I always fuck up his name. I, I, his name is La- Lon Strickler. And Strickler. I always uh You're going Rod, you go Rod Strickland. Yes, every yes. time. <laughs> yep. Every time I yep. want to call him Rod Strickland. <laughs> totally. Lon Strickler. Totally. Um, Chicago and regional winged humanoid and slash flying entity sightings and encounters. Hell yeah. And there are close to a hundred, maybe more reports on, on his site that he's compiled. Um, That are all from Chicago proper. Chicago area from 2011 until 2020. Sure. Sure. For example, um, let's see, we've got, well, 
we'll start with some of the Chicago ones first. Uh, let's see. We've got the Chicago Owl Man. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We will see that uh, it's a very loose grouping um, of things that have been attributed to Mothman or Chicago Mothman. Sure, sure. So most of these are uh, by anonymous submitters and reporters. Womp, uh, he just has a, a link on his website to report a sighting. So this person said, I live in the Lincoln Park neighborhood in Chicago and about a block and a half from Oz Park. Um, on the night of April 7th, this is 2017, uh, I was going for a jog and getting the dog some fresh air. And as I came to the corner of Burling Street and Webster Avenue, my dog began acting very peculiar and acted like she didn't want to go to the park. This is weird. Usually she loves the park. Um, as we crossed the street and came up to the area where the basketball courts are located and the start of the trail that goes around and through the park, blah, 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 my dog did not want to continue and I had to practically drag her into the park. After much effort, I finally <laughs> got her to cooperate and began the walk. I was walking east toward the Oz Garden um, and I noticed that many of the birds you usually hear in the park were silent and the only no noise I could hear was the city noise from the surrounding neighborhood. Now, can I just interject we, really quickly? Sure. I, I, I feel like as dog owners, you and I both know that at a certain point, like dogs, dogs are, have like intuition, you know, like they're smart. And I feel like at a certain point, you got to listen to that animal. You know, you got to be like, eh, if the birds are quiet and my dog hates this, I'm going to not. I'm going to just avoid this. Yeah. I mean, some dogs are smart sometimes. My dog is also real dumb <laughs> and real unobservant sometimes. <laughs> He, touché, I mean, he, will, he will not notice things right in front of his face sometimes. So Touche. Okay, touche. I don't want to give all dogs too much credit. True, true, true. True, true, true. Also, sometimes when he does stuff like that, he just has to shit. You know, like it, <laughs> it doesn't mean that Mothman is around the corner. He's he's uh he's he's misinterpreting signals. Or yeah. I guess you'd be misinterpreting his signals. Yeah, okay, I got you. Right, yeah. He doesn't know how to give clear signals. His his I saw yeah. Mothman and, and I have to shit expressions are very similar. <laughs> very similar faces. Very similar yeah. body language. Okay. Boy. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, as as we rounded the the corner, I could hear what could I heard what could only be described as the flapping of wings. I didn't really give it much thought as I thought as I figured it would be some passing can, Canadian geese. But as we came towards a clearing where you would find the baseball field, something caught my eye, and I saw a large man, probably seven feet or taller, standing on the ground. Damn. He was solid black, but what really stood out were the large, and I do mean large, pair of wings that were folded behind him. Okay. These wings stood taller than the man by at least a foot and a half and jutted out of his back. Ew. I could not see his face as it had turned away from me and probably didn't notice me at first. When it finally turned, I noticed it had bright ruby red eyes that appeared to glow from within. That's a creepy way to say that. Yep. Uh, it was about <laughs> seven feet tall and it looked like a giant half man, half bird kind of thing. It reminded me of the character Bird Person from the show Rick and Morty, only a lot scarier. No way. <laughs> Did they really put that in their description? Yes, they did, and lot scarier no. is in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
That is the boldest ever to cite a Cartoon Network show to be like, hey, y'all seen Rick and Morty? Hey, take me seriously. This is real. (laughs) (laughs) This is so real. You guys seen Rick and Morty, right? Uh, This thing stared at me for about 15 seconds, and then with a loud whoosh, it unfurled its wings and screeched really loud and jetted into the air. The wings were bat-like and about 10 feet across from tip to tip. Damn. I felt like this thing could see right through me, read me, and it knew what I was thinking. It could stare into my very soul. Okay, relax, <laughs> bud. All right, so we got we got Owl Man, who seems to be a bat. He sure. No, I don't know why they describe this as being an owl. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. I, that was sort of rumbling in my head. I was like, what's the differentiation between that being Owl Man versus Mothman? Don't know. Um, Winged human creature. We've got uh, Attack Man. Oh, Attack Man. <laughs> God, Two what people. a shitty, awesome superhero. I am Attack <laughs> Man. October 27th of 2017 uh, in P- hmm, Petrowski Park in Chicago. Nailed it. Uh, about 10 o'clock at night, there were two people hanging out in a car, talking and listening to music which is, I guess, a thing you do at 10 o'clock at night. Sounds like they were probably doing something else. I was going to say, um, that sounds like a lie. <laughs> yep. And they feel their car get hit by something. And she initially thinks that they've been like rear-ended by another car in the parking lot until they see Mothman on their windshield. Bruh. <laughs> Quote, at the same time, we saw a pair of bright orange eyes peering back at us through the windshield. The thing that landed was solid black and about the size of a man and had what looked to be wings spread out wide. It looked right at us and then tried to swipe at the windshield with its hand. It had long fingers, longer than a normal person, and ended in claws. Ew. Yeah, it, uh, it looked at us, swiped at the windshield three or four times. My boyfriend then grabbed a flashlight that he had in the car and shined it through the windshield at this thing. Sure. It shrieked It shrieked out loud and sounded like what the screams of multiple people in a small room would sound like. What, what a fucking weirdly specific way to say that right? thing. That's what I thought. It sounded um, like multiple people screaming in a small room. Correct. Weird. Fucking it then weird. Flexed, it then flexed its wings and took off straight up and was gone from our sight. Swipe at the windshield, flex, peace. Scream, bounce. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> Attributes, behavior, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, <laughs> Dude, we haven't actually. Yeah, but the NPR article. Uh, oh, my God. There's an NPR article about the, the, it's called The Case of the Chicago Mothman from October of last year. Uh, by Robbie Telfer, and um, it like sort of takes it seriously and has some reports, but mostly is kind of making fun of the whole thing. Um, uh, but there's a section that says behavior: screaming, yeah. flying toward lake, disappearing, going real fast, portenting or portending, uh, looking at people with eyeballs, which. I don't know if that means like looking, using its eyeballs to look, or it only looks at people that also have eyeballs. Mm, right, right. 
either I, uh, one seems like sort of an unnecessary addition to that list of behavior, but I distinctly believe actually uh, that this article is written by a Chicago performance poet that I knew of back in the day who was Robbie Q. Telfer. Um, it, it sounds like it could be. It sure sounds like it could be. a performance poet. Yeah, particularly because like- Scroll to the bottom. I think there's a photo. Is there? Oh, no. Just kidding. There's a photo of the person who oh, wrote, wait. or drew comics about it. Robbie Telfer is a performance poet, teacher, and conservationist. Follow him. It's for sure him. This dude's Sick. mad funny, and and now actually some of like the comedy in this writing makes more sense to me because I was like, this is not like an NPR like fucking like journalistic article as much as <laughs> no. it is like it's a it's a fun story article. Uh, the section directly below behavior is diet, and it says. Mothman was alleged to have eaten a German shepherd belonging to Newell Partridge of Salem, West Virginia in 1967. Yes. It's unclear if they eat German shepherds exclusively or rather just the pets of Newell Partridge. <laughs> yes. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Man, I just, I can't, uh, I can't get over behavior screaming. Like anything that is described as its initial <laughs> characteristic as screaming is just fucking yeah, horrifying. You're, you're off to a rough start. D- not good. Not not something you want to land on your fucking car and knock on your windshield. Um, he also suggests that it might be a heron that got caught in a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty strong take, honestly. <laughs> I mean, in Chicago, I feel like that's a, for sure a thing that has at least happened a couple times. Seen primarily by by the lake. Yeah, there's there's no chance that that hasn't happened a couple times at least. Um, we also have going back to Phantom and Phantoms and Monsters, which is I keep going back there because that's um, the only place that most people are citing when they're talking about this stuff. Yes, because it's really the only only place where you can get um, quote unquote firsthand accounts of this stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, There's one called Chicago Phantom Leaps from Willis Tower, a.k.a. the Sears Tower, for any of you older folks or non-Chicagoans. Right, right, right. Uh, Guillermo saw on, this was July of 2017, he was taking a smoke break from work. He works somewhere near Willis Tower. And... um, sees someone or a he said quote a human-like figure standing near the top of willis tower and he guessed it was about six feet tall with wings that extended a few feet above the body so i guess like like a like a like a angel <laughs> like what the yeah big... that's sort of what i'm imagining yeah okay <laughs> you know um, if angels were real <laughs> Yeah, right. Like you know, like angels be back. doing. So, like the the thing is about six feet tall. The wings are maybe like also about six feet tall, right? But it starts like two feet above its head and stops like two feet off the ground, kind of situation. Right, 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 right. Um, it then says in a perched position, blah, blah blah. As he watched the being leaped off of the building. Stretched out its wings, dipped and swooped back upwards. Dipped. It gained altitude <laughs> as it flapped its way, uh, flapped its wings, and headed off in a northern direction. Okay. 
Okay. My fir- my first question is, if you're standing on the ground a couple blocks from the Willis Tower at night, how clearly can you see the top of it? There's, you you can't, I mean, you can't. There's no way you can. Right. Uh, like, I've, I've walked past that somewhat recently, and I feel like even during the day, you would have a really hard time seeing someone standing on the top of it. Have you ever been to the top of the Sears Tower? Have you ever done, like, the observation platform up there? Yeah, but it's, like, 25 years ago, probably. Yeah, word. <laughs> Uh, the, let me, the tip of the Sears Tower is 1,700 feet high. Okay. Is that the, uh, like the antenna on the top or the actual building? Yeah, that's like the tip top. Uh, the sky deck is on the 103rd story. So that's probably, well, that's over a thousand feet at least. Yeah. Probably 1,200 or something. 12, 13, yeah, 12, well, no, those, feet. those spires can't be, those aren't 500 feet tall, so it's probably more than that. Anyway, uh, I guess, well, oh, uh, okay. Five, no, just kidding. It was 5 p.m. during the summer, so I guess it was, it would have been light out. Still, though, that seems, like, even if you, even if you could see that distance clearly, which I'm doubting, you'd have to have a very specific angle and you're talking to about able to see you're talking about a speck in comparison to that height right well yeah i mean you're estimating something is 6 feet tall but you're doing that estimation from minimum 1500 feet away probably significantly more cuz he's not standing exactly at the base of the building that would be i mean it would be impossible to like I mean, not impossible, but it'd be really, really, you'd have to be like scrutinizing that view to be able to see something like that jump from that thing. I mean, I guess Ryan, the wings, how, wings make it bigger, you know, like it's, I more, think you would, you would, you would see something if it jumped off the top at that size. I'm, I'm wondering like, would you, 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 see you would see with? a six foot tall person jump off that building. Yeah. I mean, think, think of the, the tallest skyscraper you've seen. If someone jumps off of it, you're still going to see them. But but to your point, you got to be like to to have the angle to be able to see it, I think is what's tough. Well, Andy claims to be have observed it before this thing left the building, which I find harder to understand. That it was just like standing up on a corner of the building like my fucking Batman. Well, I think it would be much harder to see it and like get any good information about it if it's standing on the building as opposed to jumping off of it. That's what I mean, like that you were able to witness yeah. Batman like waiting for his next jump on the top of a corner of a building like that. Yeah, that like right. that to me seems totally impossible. But okay, Ryan, would you care to describe um, the distance of fifteen hundred feet? It's big relative to a six foot tall being. It's so big, man. It's like uh, it's like trying to punch it through the end zone. With oh, like, wow, we're going sports analogy with like with like the you're on the you're on like the one inch line to try to get into the end zone, but the football field is like 300 yards long. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, you know you got exactly what you asked for. <laughs> you got exactly what you asked for. <laughs> Ryan, what's fifteen? What's fifteen hundred divided by six? Don't. 
don't even don't even <laughs> don't even start with me. <laughs> uh, we gotta take a quick break to talk about BetterHelp, and then I've got some more really goofy ass stories to end on. Let's do it. Ryan, is there anything that interferes with your happiness or keeps you from achieving your goals? So many things all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, uh, BetterHelp could help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I love it. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Um, And it's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid. It's available worldwide, and they have uh, therapists with a wide range of expertise, including depression, anxiety, uh, sleep issues, family conflicts, self-esteem, LGBT matters, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Anything you share is confidential. Um, And right now, you can go to betterhelp.com slash what if... Yes. And get ten percent off your first month just by using the code "What If." So, join over eight hundred thousand people taking charge of their mental health by going to BetterHelp.com/slash/What If. We're all going to therapy, twenty twenty. You want some more wild ass stories? More than anything in the ding dang world. All right, uh, we got, let's see, Shapeshifter Man is up next. Well, why are they changing men every time? <laughs> well, he, he, he shapeshifts into a bird. Hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> but it, but <laughs> Might be a man, right. might be a man, might be a bird, might fly, might run. Hold on. He, he might have been um, like, hey, man, uh, need to buy a hot dog? Just kidding, bye! And he just sprouts wings and just like <laughs> flies up to the top of the Sears Tower. All right. Um, my husband, this is again from Rod Strickland's weird shit blog. Rod Strickland. Uh, <laughs> my husband, John, was driving home in the dark and he saw what he thought was a person running on two legs, you know, as people run. <laughs> like, they <laughs> like they be doing. Like they be doing. Across the highway. And then it turned into a giant blackbird and flew up and away. He swears it was running on two legs. Then it was the biggest bird he ever saw, flying with long legs? Question mark. He's he also well, swears he only had one drink at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Sounds creepy to me. Shapeshifter? Angel? Demon? He's all creeped out now. LOL. <laughs> and that's the end of the letter. LOL at my husband's fucking, like, super aggressively traumatizing and intense experience is a pretty hot take. So I haven't been reading... uh, My husband's crying in the living room, LOL, right? (laughs) (laughs) My husband can't believe what he saw, and he's curled up in a fetal position in our closet, LOL. (laughs) Those bird legs ruined my marriage, LOL. Uh... (laughs) Lon, I haven't been reading Lon's commentary or analysis of these yet, but I feel like I need to on this one. Is he posting these he just start- fully unvetted? He's just like, here they is what they said. It seems like it, yeah. And like the it's it's literally just his email address. You could email him anything and he'll post it. But that's whatever. Di- slightly dicey, but I'm in. Yep. Made it made it to NPR. Um <laughs> Congrats, Rod Strickland. <laughs> the, the first line is 
we came to the conclusion that maybe it was a shapeshifter. Okay. Conclusion that conclusion that maybe it was a thing that doesn't exist. <laughs> just maybe. A plus analysis, Lon. <laughs> just maybe. It's a distinct uh, possibility. Anyway, um, so we got shapeshifter man, attack man, owl man, uh, jumping off of buildings man, Batman, I guess. Um, no, and no, then no, we no. have 10... Ten foot winged demon, not a man. Definitely not a man this time. <laughs> um, this one he didn't even get emailed about. He's pulling this from a forum. Um, from let's see, Midlothian Topics is apparently some forum on the internet. Okay, he's he said I have attempted to reach out to the forum readers as well as the witnesses. Uh, okay, I was deliver. I was on my way delivering a pizza in Midlothian on Thursday night, October twenty nine or October nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. Sure, and was at the dead end on Waverly Avenue and Clifton Park Avenue. I went to turn my truck and I saw a huge dark figure standing on a concrete ledge in front of a massive wood fence. It was Damn, bigger than that fence. Damn, that boy, <laughs> big. Thank you, Lonzo. It was bigger than that fence, like ten feet tall. All caps, two exclamation points. Okay. This thing was this thing was swaying in the wind. I turned my brights on, and this thing was like uh, a all caps demon, not a man. <laughs> like a demon, not a man. All right. This thing was like a then all caps demon, not a man. Had a dark color, like a dirty gray skin. It opened its wings and flew off in a second sideways right above the houses. I did make a call and they said it would be looked into what the fuck, Alex. <laughs> Yo, I love I, I love I did make a call. They said it would be looked in, looked into like that could be so yeah, many you call, things. Bro? Did you call motherfucking Ghostbusters, bro? What? what? <laughs> call the fire department? What are you talking about? You call your boss? They said it would be looked. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's crazy. What, That's what crazy. The, what the? F- Alex, you crazy. Alex, you crazy. You can't just be saying they gonna take care of it, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. And then end your letter with end your letter with what the fuck, Alex? What the fuck, bro? That's not how this works. <laughs> WTF, right? Anyway, catch y'all later. What, <laughs> bro? Who did you call? Um, all right, we'll end on three. Well, I got, I got several still. Go um, ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, fam. Yeah, we got time, I suppose. I don't have anywhere to be. Go ahead, fam. I'm not like about to go out for the night or nothing. <laughs> Singular Fortean has been collecting a bunch of these too. Oh, that, geez. That, that's a website. SingularFortean.com. Um, and they have a report from 2009 of a woman in Winnipeg who saw a large human bat-like being fly across the road in front of her car. Gag stripes. Yeah, she said, we were driving from Kenora to Winnipeg in the evening along a double-sided highway called Highway Number 1. My husband and I were watching for deer when we both saw a black void in the lights of oncoming cars on the opposite side of the highway. At first, I thought it was probably a deer when our headlights hit it, 
but I know what I saw, and my partner saw the same thing. It was a black-skinned, bald, unclothed human, but it was flying lower to the ground height of our Tacoma truck lights. It was flying lower to ground height. I think she's, like, I think she's saying it was flying below the height of their headlights. Yeah. Like just barely off the ground. That's the way I read that, too. And it shielded its face from the light of our headlights by flipping its wing up. Okay. Weird, weird said, flex, but all right. Uh, well, they, it's a nocturnal guy. They don't like lights. Why are you flying uh, in the motherfucking freeway, bro? Well, it's Mothman. It's attracted to lights. I guess. Yeah, shit. <laughs> That's a complicated life you got to live there, huh? I uh, hate light. Said, I love light. I hate light. I love light. <laughs> I got hit by a truck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. She said, I've tattooed bat images before, and the webbing skin in a wing with the veining is thin, and this looked just like that. I Damn. can only describe it as a as a human bat, but it had no hair. A bald human bat flying human, around in Winnipeg. A human bat, almost as if it were a Batman. <laughs> yes. Or a, a man bat. Bat person. A, 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 a mat bird person. <laughs> a mat. <laughs> um all right. We got a California one. Oh, this guy was high as fuck. This one is great. This, so, this guy was this guy was super stoned on Halloween and saw a bird and it freaked him out, but I'm really <laughs> stoned. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> They got condors and shit out there in California. Those things will freak you out. They're, Even if you're they not are. I, I I saw one once, and I was like, "Damn, that boy big!" Like they are, they're yeah. bigger than you think they are until you see them. What's the uh, What's the owl that looks like the, Sam the Eagle from the Muppets, but bigger? Oh, Sam the Eagle from the Muppets is a thing I haven't seen in a while, and so I Google Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, Yes. There's, there's that one owl that has sort of like it's giant and it has kind of a human looking face though. Do you know Gonna add about? on to my Google search, Sam the Eagle from the Muppets, but it looks like an owl. Well, I don't think that's, I don't think that's gonna get you there, but you can try. <laughs> Why is Sam the Eagle blue? <laughs> nope, not it. <laughs> not not even what close I was to what we're for. looking for. Maybe take the Sam the Eagle part out of your query. How about I think just that's gonna help? Big ass owl Google. <laughs> that's probably better. <laughs> Images. <laughs> um, Maybe add like man face to it or human face. Big ass owl with a man face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fucking up my my searches today. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's that first one. I just I googled big ass owl man face, and I think it's the first thing. What's what the fuck are those called? Um, wow! Man, this I, this, rev, this returns a lot of weird Google images. I, so okay, there's a gorilla so, butt called Big Booty Stock Photos. I got a picture of Notorious B.I.G. I'm I'm not gonna lie, this fam. Is, big ass owl with a man face as a Google search. Uh, the top the top three, the top three links I got served back to me are 
adult, so I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's that going might on. Just be on you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> hey, man, don't put well, this. Don't put that heart, evil on me, Ricky oh, Bobby. Well, here's the first problem. It's not an owl. It's an eagle. Um, <laughs> it's called the Harpy Eagle. Google Harpy Eagle. I literally had that up in my image search, and I was going to ask you if that's what it was. Yeah, yeah bro. These yeah. are weird as shit. This is fucking. This Dude, is just rude that this thing exists. I can't I can't believe that it does. It looks it's for sure out of a science fiction movie, man. All right, so these I'm things gonna, I'm gonna describe I'm gonna this. text you a specific one that I was thinking of when I when I started this whole nonsense. Yeah, bro. It looks like a fucking <laughs> masked headdress wearing fucking scary boy. Yes. He's oh got, shit, they eat they eat sloths? These things are foul. Fuck off, dude. Sloths are nice, man. How you go? How you go? Yo, YouTube video sloth sloth versus young harpy eagle. (gasps) Also, fucking fucking put it on the list, young harpy eagle. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were gonna do the whole thing. Sloth versus sloth versus young harpy eagle. Damn, Um, I kind of don't want to watch this. I feel like it's gonna be sad. Oh, it's from it's from BBC's The Hunt. The sloth is that, puts up a pretty good fight. Is that uh, my my big homie David Attenborough? No, no, it's I not. I don't think so. The sloth fought him off, Ryan. Oh, thank All's God. Well. Anyway, back to stories. Fucking um, huge, bruv. Oh yeah, huge. this high guy saw a bird. <laughs> uh, okay, sixty-year-old <laughs> California resident Richard Polk on Halloween night. Um, he was walking home about 11 o'clock. What? <laughs> this, this dude is off to a really rough start. This is the first sentence of his story. I went to a Halloween party. It was Halloween night. And by the time I got home, it was around 11 PM. Okay. I was down at a, I was down at a friend's house until about 1 AM. All, all those, all, <laughs> not all of those things can be true simultaneously, my friend. Uh, um, okay, so he's walking and he hears a like a ticking noise next to him. Looks over and sees something moving, and then he sees something running past him. And he said, "At first glimpse, all I caught was pretty much just feathers. I couldn't see a face. It was probably about fifteen feet away from me." Uh, I was on the sidewalk, then there's maybe three feet of grass, the curb, and then there were parked cars. It was running five feet on the other side of the cars. Um, This guy just got chased by a bird. (laughs) Bro, you're high as hell in the middle of the night, and some (laughs) tropical-ass bird just came for that ass, and you just fucking ran home. (laughs) That's ridiculous. He said it's got legs up to about the stomach, not quite all of the feet, but I could see the calves and the thighs. It was not even four feet tall. Yeah, you just saw a fucking bird, dude. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? what? He said right away, I'm like, right away, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I've done a lot of hunting and I know my birds. I know what birds are about and how they run. He knows what birds are about. And birds don't be running like that. <laughs> this thing's thigh was the size of an average human man's thigh, but muscle- muscled, and the calf was the same way. 
Hey, yo. Its feet were the size of a human man's hand, it had, but it had three claws. Hey, yo, you yeah. ever seen a bird run, though? Because <laughs> I've seen a bird run. <laughs> I remember thinking it didn't even have a beak. If it was a bird, it would have had a beak. You'd be able to see a beak. And it had hair like a troll doll. Well. <laughs> oh, boy. Like a troll doll is a pretty fucking amazing uh, specific detail. Un the last detail. Thing, the last thing that I want to discuss, I'm going to send you a video, Ryan, to watch. Oh, geez. I think maybe the most fascinating aspect of the flying human shit to me is the things that get reported as UFOs but look like human beings in the sky, either like hovering or flying around. Yup. But not but not by like flapping their wings or anything. Just like a stationary upright human being just flying like through the sky. Being in see, this is a whole but this is a whole different thing for me, right? Because like I know. Like the like side note I do think the fucking Mothman shit is there's a distinct possibility that a lot of these people are just seeing a big bird they've never seen before. They don't know all about birds, unlike do, our 60-year-old high friend. They do not know all about birds. They live they are born and raised in Chicago and there are birds that come off of Lake Michigan that are bigger than they are used to seeing birds like that's not a pigeon and then they fucking freak out <laughs> and they're like that thing's way too big. It's got to be the size of a person. I'm scared. Like, I think that's a distinct possibility. Also, I've seen explanations for the Chicago Mothman stuff or, like, those more, like, city-based Mothman stuff is, like, oh, uh, some people try to spook people on Halloween by putting, like, uh, like cloth-based costumes on four-rotor, uh, like, drones. Mm. And you could, like, fly that around your city and it would be, like, a dragging cloth costume that would be, like... Scary, but also could very much so look like a winged creature. Like, sure. So I can. I, what I'm trying to say is, there are some versions of that that I can see as being like, you know, you're mistaking something for something else. Just give, like a give dude this video hanging. A watch and and describe a, to us what you see. Is this it's just a dude? Short. If this is a dude, just a dude hanging in the sky, I'm gonna feel different about this shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Well. You may feel different. Yeah, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> thanks, I hate it already. I'm four seconds in and I hate it. So this, okay, so what I'm looking at is an aggressively zoomed in shaky video. Well, I don't well, even know if it's a video. Yeah. It looks aren't, like aren't it they all? could be a still at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's like a... It, it looks like there's two legs and like a rounded sort of top to it. Yep. Um and 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 it's like so zoomed in that the person is having a hard time keeping Oh, okay, now we're pulling out a little bit. Oh, yeah, you that's, get some context at the end. Okay, that's weirder when you pull out like that and it's and it's like the there appears to be like a palm frond in focus now that puts that object fully out of focus. Oh, and there's like some yeah, bugs. Not, not great camera work there. The auto, the autofocus really dicked him at the end there. Horrible camera work. But now we're at. Uh, 
I mean, oh, you've seen is, what you need to see at, at that point. This is from March 25th. This is some brand new shit. Yeah, there have been a couple new ones that have popped up recently. Um, okay, so you saw that video. Now, check out this link that I'm about to hit you with. Uh-oh. Um, oh, of, I'm from nervous. Party, from PartyCity.com. Oh, yes. Is of that the 62-inch Buzz Lightyear balloon. And yep. tell me if you think it could be the same thing. There's no way it's not, bro. Because I was literally, <laughs> because I was, because I was literally about to say, I was like, hey, how come this weird flying person looks like they got a hand on their hip? Like, legit was thinking that I thought before you sent me this. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, it's a, it's 100% that. There's, like, literally no question that it's not that. <laughs> All right. Be- so, because balloons. Because, because it's got to... Remember, your, your answer balloons. is balloons. Balloons. Hey, balloons. Because there is, there's, like, a thing on its back, and, and it does, it's got, like, a an angled arm on its hip just like Buzz Lightyear does in this 64-inch giant gliding Buzz Lightyear balloon is only $24.99. Yeah, right? You want to release a couple of those over Longfellow and see what happens? Bro, we should be putting these on drones and flying (laughs) them back and forth to each other's houses every day and seeing if we can get in the news, man. Are you kidding me? Especially especially now when everybody's in their house. Yeah, you know what the other thing is, dude? You can see... One of the other angles of the photo shows that it's got like a back, like a jet, like a backpack jetpack on. Yeah, and and, and for there, sure, there's no sound. There's no sound, but it's probably screaming to infinity and beyond. Yeah, a hundred percent. But there's like a point in the video where the thing obviously rotates, and it like the the thing on its back covers up the dimension of its head, and it's for sure that. All right, Damn. I'm gonna send you one Crazy. one more video to check out to close. This <laughs> is from. S- Sorry, I just I scrolled down on the singular fourteen video from March twenty fifth of the quote unquote flying humanoid, and of course the comments are turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder what people are saying. Oh, so I just sent you one. Um, it's called "Incredible UFO Footage Captured Over Solothurn, Switzerland, July 9th, two thousand nineteen." Bro, I just thought you had a stroke when you pronounced the word Southern for a second there. I don't know how this, I'm sure I mispronounced whatever that word is, but it's not the word Southern. No, I know, but I'm just saying when you said it, I thought you were like Southern, and I was like, bro, it's Southern, man. Have you had a light's really hitting. He's like, boy, I really haven't been reading in this quarantine. A southern, the southern car eater off the country. Oh, God, are you okay, bro? Absolutely um, not. Balloons. You you think this one's also a balloon? Nah, just doing what you told me to do and say balloon. This one looks more <laughs> like a giant flying condom, honestly. Yeah, you're not that wrong. Thing's gotta be pretty, pretty fucking large though. Like if you look at the power lines below it, so it's a it's a relatively good video of an object uh, hovering in the sky above a tree line and some power lines. What like if you think of. Uh, like the big ass industrial looking metal power lines. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Not just out, like out a, in the country. Not, not just like, like a the telephone, telephone pole. pole. Ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, it looks like it's probably two or three times the height of those. So maybe like, I don't know. We may be talking like a thousand feet up or something. Yeah. Maybe. The weird. And, the weirdest part about. Go ahead. I was, was going to say, it's just sort of hovering. It's not really 
doesn't appear to be moving at all. Well, that's the weird part is like usually like I am zero expert in these videos, but I feel like we've been sent and seen so many that you start to kind of pick up on the cues for what makes them look fake. And one of the things that makes them look fake is like their level of justification to the ground and whether it varies based on like other mm. background objects. Because then then you're like, oh, well, then that's probably just like a bad premiere job. But the weird part is like with the shake and pan up and down of the video. Yeah, I don't think it's edited. I don't think it's CGI'd. No, it, it seems to like perpetually match with the like the height and location of the trees and the power lines. But it does move in relationship to the background, which is like far, far away clouds. But that's sort of how the perspective of it would work. But it's like it's not moving at all. Like it's not even like floating. Like I, I was joking about the balloons thing, but it's not even like it's not it's not even remotely like transitioning across the sky. It is like pinpointed in no, that location. Right. A balloon probably would not stay stationary for very long. No. Huh. That's yeah, a weird that was one. a little more interesting. No wings and not a person, but definitely a weird thing like hanging in the it's sky. Got like, it's got sort of a humanoid-ish. Like if you if you robed a person from, from head to toe. Yeah, true, true, true. Maybe. There is sort of like a weird small point coming out of the base of it. I wonder what that's about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the, that's the tip, bro. Somebody called it a sarcophagus UFO. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate, honestly. This other person said, thank you kindly for sharing. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh-huh. People don't thank each other for uploading YouTube videos very often. That's very nice. No, they definitely don't. They most certainly do. All not. right. Well, in conclusion, it's raining motherfuckers. It's raining motherfuckers. And we know just as much as when we started. Possibly less. Possibly uh, we know less about almost, almost always whatever less. the government's doing. All right. Well, uh, if you want to go to patreon.com slash whatifpodcast, uh, you can get an extra episode every week plus access to a back catalog of over 100 episodes. And you can get us enough money to buy some Buzz Lightyear balloons and a fucking drone that Sensor <laughs> and I can fly back and forth to each other's houses so we can see if we can create some fucking scary ufo stories in south minneapolis sick love uh, you guys love you guys thank well, you for supporting be a, the show an extra episode coming out friday this week oh shit it's we have the, uncle rob's alien story time part four it's the motherfucking homie rob uh go check out our strange skies so you can get more from rob the super homie who's been putting some mini stories up for us in these times of quarantine uh, we're almost to 500 reviews. We're just on the edge of 500 reviews. If you go to iTunes and leave us a review, uh, Spencer and I'll find some time during the pandemic quarantine to, uh, we'll do a little live, live zoom show for everybody. We'll hang out and answer questions. Oh, dip. Talk shit. Uh, so if you go to, go to iTunes and leave us a review, that's the place to do it. I don't know shit else. We love you guys. We appreciate y'all. Hey, have a good love week. Bye. Love you. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>